When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> it's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 46 of season 2 and time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. And welcome to our Memorial Day show, where we're bringing you two classic comedy radio broadcasts. The Great Gildersleeve was one of the most popular radio sitcoms in history, running from 1941 to 1958. It ran on NBC Radio and starred Harold Perry for the majority of its run, until Perry left due to a contractual snafu when Perry agreed to move the show to rival CBS. The show's sponsor, however, Kraft Foods, declined to move, and that left the show without its main star. Willard Waterman was then hired to replace Perry as Gildersleeve in 1950 until the show's end in 1958. Perry went on to star in his own show on CBS, The Harold Perry Show. Today we bring you two back-to-back episodes of The Great Gildersleeve, the first one from September 28, 1941, starring Perry, and the second one from September 10, 1952, starring Waterman. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Kraft presents... The Great Gildersleeve. (laughs) Each week at this time, Kraft presents from Hollywood, California, Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve, written by Leonard A. Levinson. We'll hear from the great Gildersleeve in just a moment. But right now, here's a question for you. Did you know that you can overeat and still be undernourished? That it's not so much the quantity of food you eat as the kind of food you eat that's important. Well, it's true. And that's why you should learn all you can about the right foods to serve your family. Wholesome, protective foods that provide the energy and real nourishment your family needs. So it's important to you that delicious parquet margarine... Made by Kraft is one of the right foods, and that it's so economical you can serve your family all they need. Yes, parquet margarine is a protective food that's packed full of wholesome nourishment. Parquet is one of the best sources of food energy you can serve. And you all know how important vitamin A is. It's truly a protective vitamin. Well, parquet margarine is rich in vitamin A. There are 9,000 units in every pound. And don't forget... Parquet is the margarine with the delicious flavor, whether you use it at the table for baking or for pan frying. So ask your dealer for delicious, economical Parquet margarine, made by Kraft. Just ask for Parquet, P-A-R-K-A-Y. And now, let's visit our friend, the great Gildersleeve. 
Gildersleeve, report of a state of Marjorie and Leroy Forrester Miners, submitted by Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve Guardian. Well, it looks very neat, Ted. Should impress Judge Hooker. Is it complete? All but the name of that firm that leased the 12th Street property. Oh, yes. Let's see. What was that firm? Oh, yes. The Swanky Hanky Shopping. <laughs> Thanks. I'll just fill that in. It was a 99-year lease, wasn't it? Yes, 99 years with monthly options. <laughs> oh, Marjorie. Hello, Ted. Hi, Margie. Say, that's a new dress, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> what do you think of it? Uh, well, stop I... asking him questions, Marjorie, or he'll charge the estate for giving a legal opinion. I'll <laughs> uh, go in the other room, young man, and tend to your paper. Okay. <laughs> Did you want me? Yes. Uh, all ready to go to court, eh? Uh-huh. Uh, what about your brother? Where is Leroy? Oh, I sent him to change his shirt for the third time. Uh... Uncle, I wish we'd make him get rid of that printing press. Well, little boys will always revert to type. <laughs> <laughs> Now, tell him to hurry. I don't want to be late. This is important, and I'm getting jittery about it. Oh, now, relax and take it easy, Uncle Throckmorton. Relax? Ted says the reporter's in fine shape. Why, there's nothing to be excited about. How is it? No, by George. Come to think of it, I've done wonders. I do say so myself. In fact, I will say so myself. I've done wonders. (laughs) I think so. Why, since you arrived in Summerfield a month ago, you've straightened out all of our investments, rented that vacant property... And even put the kitchen on a budget. Why, Judge Hooker should be very pleased. I hope so. I made up my mind to demonstrate to that old... What is it Leroy calls him? Uh, old Leroy! What up, boy? What was it I told you not to call Judge Hooker? Picklepuss! That's it. I made up my mind to show that old picklepuss that a competent businessman could administer this estate properly. Why? Because you can't put anything over on me. Excuse me, Mr. Gill, please. Uh, yes, Bertie? Where did you buy them bananas? Well, from a man in a truck. They were bargains, too. The stores want 30 cents a dozen, and he only charged me 25. Well, he done gypped you. There was only nine bananas. Yes. As I was saying, Marjorie, you can't put anything over on my type of businessman. We have a certain alertness. Uh, Oh, Great Danes. What's wrong? Look at the time. We'll be late for court. Oh, but court stays open until 5 o'clock, Uncle Moore. Yes, but we can't just drop in whenever we want, my dear. It isn't a barbershop, you know. We have to be there when the judge is ready to take us. Oh, like a beauty parlor. Yes. You see, I don't want to arrive late and have trouble with old uh, cucumber face. I've got to get back here and pack up my bag so I can take the night train. The night train? Yes. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I'm going to back to Whistle Vista this evening. Oh, Uncle Mort. Huh? Well, I thought you were going to stay here and live with us. Well, I am. That's why I'm going back to Whistle Vista. Huh? To sell or lease my house there. You are? Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, Leroy. Yeah, Uncle Moore's going to sell his house in Whistle Vista and come back here and live with us. Oh, boy, gee, that's wonderful, Uncle uh, Moore. Take it easy. Uh, do you want me to make you a for sale sign on my printing press? No, no, no. Thanks, just the same. You haven't got that many shirts to spare. <laughs> oh, uh, Ted, is it time to go? Yes, we should hurry down to the courthouse. Everybody ready? Uh, Leroy, Marjorie, Ted, Bertie? Oh, Bertie's not going to court with us, Uncle Moore. I know that. I just want a glass of water. That ham I had for breakfast. Uh, water, Bertie. Yes, Mr. Gill, please, bringing it. Good. Anybody else want any water? No, oh, no. Here you are, sir. You better hurry, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, one second while I drink this. <sighs> Thanks, Bertie. Now I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh. Excuse me, I must have drunk too fast. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, Ted. I think Uncle Mort has a hiccup. Uh, hiccups? No, I'll be all right. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Maybe you... Better do something about it. No, no, no. I'll be all right. Well, well, Maud, you better sit down and rest a minute. Well, what about court? You know, old judge. Sir. 
Hooker, oh, he'll wait. Yes, I can have it put over till tomorrow. But I got to get back to Whistle Vista, Ted. I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> or could I? Why not, Unc? No, no, no. <laughs> I'll be all right in a few minutes. Oh, isn't this silly? <laughs> don't try to talk, Uncle Mort. Just, just sit quietly for a few minutes and, and rest. Rest? All right, I'll rest. Unbutton my vest? I'll try it. Yes, that seems a little better. Oh! Uh, spoke too soon. <laughs> better button it up again. Yes! Yeah. Say, I know a sure cure for hiccups. It never fails. It doesn't? Well, what is it? Drink a glass of water. Oh, but Marjorie, my dear, don't you remember? That's how I got them, uh, drinking water. No, but you didn't drink slowly. Slowly. You've got to take nine swallows of water and, and not breathe in between. Not breathe? What am I, a fish? <laughs> now, Uncle Mort, it's cured thousands. Sure, you know, a hair from the dog that bit you. Uh, Ted, this is hiccups, not hydrophobia. <laughs> well, I'll get a glass of water. Yeah. You better get a pitcher in case one glass full won't do it. What are you trying to do, drown them? <laughs> no, no, no more water, Marjorie. One more swallow and I'll... Fly back to Capistrano. <laughs> oh, help me out of this rocking chair. I'm getting seasick. Cheer up, Unc. If you can keep on hiccuping for another two hours, you'll get your picture and springs as it seems. You're a bright boy, Leroy. Now keep quiet. Mr. Gildersleeve, I just remembered something that'll take care of those hiccups. You do, Ted? What is it? But it's simply a matter of breath control. Say, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers without taking a breath. Oh, I... Yeah, go on, try it, Uncle Moore. Well, all right. Peter Piper picked up. Uh, no, no, it's slower, like this. like this. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, that way. Peter Piper picked up. Uh, picked up. Uh, picked up. Oh, more water, Bertie. Here we is, Miss Gilsley. Thanks. Well, who's got the next suggestion? Step right up. Don't be bashful. Gildersleeve the guinea pig. That's me. <laughs> I wouldn't be bringing it up, Mr. Gildersleeve, except my know it'll work positively. Now, if you hold a cold silver knife on the back of your neck, then hiccups will be gone with the wind. Well, all right, I'll try anything once. If you got a cold knife, Bertie. Uh, yes, sir. I brought one right here with me, Mr. Gilsleeve. Unbutton your collar, Uncle. There. Ooh, it sends the shivers up and down my spine. Where'd you get that knife, Bertie? I had it in the refrigerator. You never can tell when a nice cold knife comes in handy. Hey, Uncle Mort! I was outside talking to my pal, Piggy Banks, and when he had the hiccups, they... Hey, what's that knife doing in your back? Did they operate on you? Oh. No, Leroy. Bertie suggested cold silver against the back of my neck. Oh, that won't work. It will, too, you, Leroy. I've been watching your uncle since he tried it, and he ain't hit once. By George, come to think of it, I haven't hit. Now, this is wonderful, Bertie. Thanks very much. Uh, remind me to give you a dollar. Uh, Ted, let's get started for the courthouse. But, Uncle Mort, a cold knife against the back of the neck cures nosebleeds, not hiccups. Why, that's right. Oh, I thought so, too. You mean to say it's not good for <laughs> hiccups? Oh, jumping jelly beans. Oh, they've come back again. Forget about that dollar, Bertie. Say, Uncle Morris, I know a sure cure. I can't miss. No, Leroy. It's my turn this time. I've just remembered a remedy. But that isn't fair. I spoke up first. Say, whose hiccups are these? Yours or mine? Okay, go ahead. They're your hiccups. Uh, What's your remedy, Uncle Morris? Well, I'll, I'll take a cold shower. The shock should stop me. It sounds logical. Well, it won't hurt at any rate. 
We've got to do something so I won't keep speaking out of turn in court. <laughs> I'll get the car out of the garage. I bet that shower doesn't work, Marge. Now, my idea is to scare Uncle Morse. What for? Well, that's an absolute positive cure for hiccups. How do you know? It cured Piggy Banks when he had him te- something terrible. How'd he get them? Drinking a whole bottle of pop at one gulp. Honest, his family tried everything. Then his kid brother put a string of firecrackers in his pocket and lit the fuse. That did the trick all right, all right. But didn't those firecrackers burn a big hole in his coat pocket? No, Piggy wasn't wearing a coat. Gee, if I could only think of something super to pull on Uncle Mort, I bet I'd scare the hiccups right out of him. Now, you wait a minute, Leroy. Don't you do anything drastic. Oh, me? When did I ever do anything? Say, how's about it if I, I put ketchup on my head and stagger into his room and fall down on the floor? Leroy's Forrester, now, don't you dare. Well, all right. Let's see. What else would frighten those Donald hiccups? Oh, oh, Freezing in the shower. Bertie must be using the hot water in the kitchen. Oh, this water is ice cold. Oh. Uncle Mort! Uncle Mort! Uh, yes? Uncle Mort, where are you? The house is on fire! What? The house is on fire! Oh, I've got to get out of here. Oh, where's my clothes? Uh, no time for clothes. My bathrobe, where'd I put it? Never mind, here's a big towel. All right, come on, Leroy. Which way shall we go? No, no. No, Uncle Mort, go back. Why? Because you still got the hiccups. What's that got to do with my house being on fire? It isn't on fire. I was just trying to scare you. Scare me? <laughs> What's the big idea? Gee, I only meant it for the best. I was just trying to frighten the hiccups away. If I ever ran out of the house like this, I'd frighten the neighbors away. <laughs> I'm awful sorry, Uncle Morris. Say, you better get back in the shower. There's a big drip on the carpet. Who, me? <laughs> You clear out of here now. As soon as I get dry, we're going down to the court. Hiccups or no hiccups? All right, folks. (laughs) I'm ready to go now. Come on, Ted. Come on, Marjorie. We're coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where's Leroy? I think he went out. He must be waiting in the car. Good. I hope the judge doesn't mind. Okay, buddy, stick him up. Your money or your life. Leroy, come out of that closet and put back that water pistol. <laughs> oh, that didn't work either. You can't frighten me, Leroy. I'll go out and get in the car, young man. I told you, Leroy. Just you wait. I'll figure out a scheme that'll make Uncle Mort forget all about those beeps of his. Yeah. Get in the car, everybody. Lovely day, isn't it? Too bad I can't appreciate it. Maybe being in the fresh air like this, my hiccups will... Oh, no, they won't. Oh, the car is doing it, too. Boy, every time you hiccup, P.P., your foot goes down on the gas. You think so? Yes. You want to stop and let me drive? No, you haven't got time. I can't help it. I'm afraid they're getting worse. Oh, lots worse. Yeah, they're curved. Yeah. I 
What's the idea of driving down the street like a jackrabbit and jumping the signal? Where's your driver's license? Well, it's like this, officer. <laughs> oh, it's like that, is it? <laughs> hey, what's going on here? has a severe attack of hiccups. Yes, yes. He, he got it drinking a glass of water. Water, huh? Well, that's original anyway. <laughs> He's been hiccuping for hours. Show the officer how you've been hiccuping, Uncle. See? Never mind. I've heard him before. Uh, officer, we're in somewhat of a hurry. We're rushing down to the... I get it. To a doctor. Well, come on. What? Oh, of course. That's it. Where's the nearest doctor, officer? Let's not dilly-dally. Gee, <laughs> you got it bad. Follow me. I'll clear away for you. Well, thank you. Medical Center building. Oh, I don't know how to thank you, officer. Yes. Oh, that's all right. Same thing happened to my sister's kid two months ago. You know how we cured her? Made her eat a quart of ice cream fast. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I'll put that down on my list. Hurry, Uncle Mort. Shall we go with you? No, you two children stay here with Ted. Oh. Going up? Yes. Is there a doctor in the building who specializes in hiccups? Oh. I mean, uh, a cure for hiccups? Oh, you might try Dr. Simard on 7. Get in, please. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you've got them bad, mister. Yes. Well, I know something that will cure them in no time. You do? What is it? Eat a quart of ice cream fast. Yes. Seventh floor. Uh, there's Dr. Smod's waiting room. Four doors down. Yes, thank you very much. All this fuss over these silly hiccups. Well, at least I'll get rid of them for sure now. Uh, Dr. E.E. E. Simard, throat, chest, and stomach. That should cover hiccups, I guess. <laughs> oh. oh. Do you wish to see the doctor? No. I just dropped in to catch up on my last year's reading. Well, you should do something about those hiccups. Now, a quart of ice cream eaten fast. I know. It's a sure cure. But I want some competent medical advice. Is the doctor busy? Not at the moment. Uh, now, if you'll step in here and disrobe. I don't want to disrobe. I want to see the doctor. But if the doctor is going to examine you, you... He keeps his clothes on, doesn't he? Yes. Well, then I'll keep mine on, too. Stop! It's... Where is he? Uh, step in here. Doctor, this gentleman wishes to consult you. Tut, tut, Miss Wood. How many times have I told you that patients must disrobe? We've been all through that, Doctor. <laughs> There's no need for me to do that. You can see what's wrong with me. <laughs> hmm. Open your mouth, please, and unbutton your vest. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You can close your mouth now. <laughs> well, it didn't take me long to diagnose this case. No? No, you're suffering from an intermittent, uncontrollable diaphragmatic spasm causing a sudden inhalation which is interrupted by a spasmodic closure of the glottis. I am? Yes. <laughs> well, what does that mean, Doctor? You hiccup. I know I hiccup. <laughs> I can hear myself. Uh, how do I get rid of them? Uh, now, don't get excited. I have a painless and infallible cure. Oh, uh, you have? What is it? Eat a quart of ice cream fast. That'll be $5, please. Oh! <laughs> so... Judge's chambers are down at the end of the hall, T.P. Oh, jumping jeeps. Look at the clock. This is a <laughs> of a time to show up. Feeling better, Uncle Moore? No. I've eaten so much ice cream, I sound like a good humor man. Now, take it easy, 
Uncle Mort. Uh, you take it easy, young man. And don't say anything to the judge. Here we are. Ted, did you send the financial report down this morning? <laughs> Keep quiet. Now, don't worry. That report went down early. It should make a wonderful impression. Well, come on, let's go. Yeah, might as well face old pickle puss. Yeah. Careful, Leroy. Anything you say will be used against me. Come in. Uh, hello, Judge Hooker. At last. I was ready to go home. <gasps> what are you hiccuping for, Gildersleeve? For about four hours now. Uncle Mark's been suffering all day long, Judge. Yeah, maybe if you could frighten him, uh, Quiet, Judge. Leroy, quiet. Uh, yes, Judge. I'd have been here sooner except for that. Well, I'm glad you sent down your report, Mr. Gildersleeve. Gave me time to study it. I'm pleased with what I found. Gee, that's swell, Judge. I thought you could do a good job for these children. You uh, you did? Well, thank you, Judge Hooker. In that case, we can leave. Come on, Leroy. Come on, Marjorie. Come on, Ted. What's your rush, Gildersleeve? Take it easy. Oh. Uh, you're nothing but a bundle of nerves. Yes. Well, I never knew nerves came in such large bundles. <laughs> Very good. I wonder if it'd be all right if I was absent from my duties for a while, Judge. I have some business to wind up in Whistle Vista. Uh, sure, sure. Go right ahead. Take all the time you want. Oh? Only be back next week. Oh. Yes, I see. Well, thanks, Judge. Excuse me, please. Oh, poor Uncle Mort. You can't travel in that condition. I bet Mr. Fowler at the drugstore would have something to relieve you. Let us two go see him, Marge. And if he can't help, I know a couple of other guys that can. All right. If you'll excuse us, we'll run along. Certainly. Goodbye, then. Uh, goodbye, goodbye. Don't drive Uncle Mort home. Oh, sure. Hey, Leroy. Well, Ted, let's get started. Oh, I can't stop that. Hey, those hiccups must be annoying. They are, indeed they are. By the way, I know a sure cure for hiccups. What, you too? Oh, this one never fails. All you need is a brown paper bag. A brown paper bag? Well, that takes the prize. Uh, shall I go out and get one, Judge? No, no, here's the bag. Wait a minute. Wait till I dump the apples out. The apples? <laughs> I teach a class at law school, and the boys always bring me apples. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's try this remedy. Oh, no, don't bother, Judge. I think they're stopping now. Now, let's make sure. All you have to do is to breathe in and out of this bag. Understand? I understand what to do, but I don't understand why. You will. Just put your face in the bag. Fine. You look better already. Now, go ahead and breathe. Oh. Oof. <laughs> The principle is this. Normally, you exhale carbon dioxide and inhale oxygen. I see. But this way, you inhale the carbon dioxide you've already exhaled. I see. Is that clear? No. Well, if you stop inhaling oxygen, you'll stop hiccuping. It's really very simple. So are you. You ought to be all right, but now, how are you feeling? <laughs> Worse. Oh, my, and I almost had him licked. Strange, it's never failed before. Let me see. <laughs> There's a hole in the bag. Oh, take me home, Ted. I'm going right to bed. Oh, stop that. Hey, Lefty. Yeah? Here's a pillowcase. The ball is here in here. Okay. Now, when we go out... If anyone asks who we are, we're the laundryman. I got you, Red. Uh, shall we uh, take this silver cup, too? Let me see. Yeah. Awarded to Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. First place, potato race, annual picnic, Gildersleeve Gertelwitz. <laughs> hey, I guess he was the whole works, huh? What do you say? No, no, no. It's more trouble than it's worth. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too easily traced, huh? Hey, you sure there's no dough laying around? No, no. I looked every place, even behind the wallpaper. You think we should, uh... Think we should take any more clothes, Lefty? No. I'm wearing three of this guy's suits already. One on top of the other. I'd hate to have to run from some copper this way. Yeah, it's too bad we didn't snag any dough. Well, let's get going. Okay, you take it easy. Say, look. Get away from that window. Hey, there's a big fat guy coming up the walk. Quick, out the back way. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is he alone? Yeah, let's get out of here. No, 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 wait. I bet he's got a fat bankroll in his pocket. Let's hide behind these curtains. But where? Make it snappy. But where? Stick him up. No, Leroy. What do you mean, Leroy? Get him up. Oh, I see. You must be a friend of Leroy's. <laughs> he puts you up to this, eh? <laughs> What'll that boy think of next? <laughs> I says for you to get them hands up and keep quiet, too. I'm sorry, mister, but it didn't work. I still got him. You see? Hey, Brad. Oh, uh, you brought a friend, eh? Hey, what's the matter with this guy? I thought you knew. I've got the hiccups. You see? Look, you, look. This is a gun in my hand, yep. and I've got a good notion to let you have it. No, thanks. I wouldn't know what to do with it if you did. <laughs> hey, hey, Brett, yeah. should I give it to him? No, I don't want yours either. <laughs> you're, you're, you're asking for it, mister. I am not. I don't want any guns. I'm afraid of guns. <gasps> Sometimes they're loaded. <laughs> Shall I plug them, Red? Well, I don't think that'd cure me either, mister. Stand out of the way, Red. I'll show this smart Alex. Well, very realistic. Blanks, eh? <laughs> you, you missed. He moved. I'll try again. Don't do that. You'll have every cop in town here. Oh, uh, gangbusters. What are you going to do with a guy like that? I know, I know. Lefty, you stick your gat in his ribs and I'll frisk him. Okay. Now hold still, will you? This time I can't miss. <laughs> now cut it out. Cut oh, it out. Spell. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ticklish. You Stop it! Here, give me that gun. No, no, no. no. Oh, you get away from there. Hurry up, Fred. I can't, I can't. All right, all right. Let's take his pants off. What? Yeah. That way we get his roll and he can't follow us either. Okay. Oh, no, you don't. By George, that's carrying things too far. Fine friends Leroy has taking my... <laughs> Keep your hands off me, you here, here, Grab him, Red. Oh, oh, look out for those flowers. <laughs> I oh. warned you. Now you see what... I... Oh! That's right, Lefty. Throw him in a fall. Oh, you want to fight, eh? Well, all right. Give in, huh? Yes. You can quit now. My hiccups are all gone. <laughs> More double torture. <laughs> Grab his legs, Red. Get away from me, Red. Oh, Leroy should have never done this. That's right, Lefty. Sit on him. What is this? Wearing my new blue serge suit. This is the last straw. I like the sand for you. Help me, Red. Get him off. Hold me. still. Hold still while I hit him. No, no, no. Now, don't move. Now, I... <laughs> now, look what you've done. You've clunked your little partner. I left him. I left him. Speak to me. Yeah, speak to him, Lefty. Hi, George. He's out cold. Give me that gun before you do any more damage. Oh, no, you don't. Ouch, my foot. Oh. The minute I saw those tight shoes, I knew you had corns. <laughs> hey, mister. Huh? Mister, please. What? Please don't point that gun at me. You're just nuts enough to shoot me. That's a very good idea. A couple of blanks might teach you not to go no, around. No, no, huh? no. Uncle Mark, what's the big idea leaving the front door open? Well, at last you're here, young man. Those two friends of yours are nothing but a couple of roughnecks. What friends? Who are these guys? Come, come, Leroy. Stop pretending. It's all right. My hiccups have disappeared. Oh, come on. Oh! Look at this room. 
What? Who's that man? Sleeping on the floor. That's one of Leroy's friends, and he's not sleeping. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't try to sneak out, Red. Uh, gee, I... I Come back here, Red, I, and tell I, Leroy what you did to me. Well, Uncle, I never saw these men before in my life. And what's all our silverware doing in a pillowcase? Uncle Mort, these guys are burglars. They are? What? They weren't fooling? And to think that I... <gasps> oh, my. Now I've got the hiccups all over again. The great Gildersleeve will be with us again in a few minutes. But first, I want to say that being a mere man puts me at quite a disadvantage in talking to you housewives, especially you housewives who are really good cooks, because so many of you are probably already using delicious parquet margarine made by Kraft, and already know from your own experience that it's a grand-tasting, economical margarine that can be used in many ways. Yes, you know, for instance, that parquet margarine is really delicious for table use, and good for your family, too. You know that parquet makes cookies, cakes, and pie crust taste better because it's a genuine flavor shortening that adds its own delicate taste to all baked foods. You know that parquet margarine seasons hot vegetables to a queen's taste, makes pan-fried foods taste better, too, and it doesn't spatter or stick to the pan. And don't overlook the fact that parquet margarine is a highly nutritious energy food and a year-round source of vitamin A. Yes, you housewives who use parquet know how good it is. But some of you listeners probably haven't tried parquet margarine yet. Well, if you haven't, try it. Yes, ask your dealer for a pound or two of parquet margarine tomorrow. Just say parquet, P-A-R-K-A-Y. It's made by Kraft. Uncle Moore. Oh, thank you, Marjorie. Say, Unc, how soon will you get back from Wistful Vista? Uh, not until Wednesday. Oh, you'll be gone that long? Yes. I've got to put my house up for sale, and I also want to be on hand to greet my two little chums, Fibber McGee and Molly, when they return from their vacation Tuesday night. Say, maybe Fibber McGee would buy your house. No, no, no. From my past experience with Fibber McGee, he wouldn't buy the place. He'd just borrow it. Good night. <laughs> heard on this program was composed and conducted by William Randolph. This is Jim Bannon speaking for the Kraft Cheese Company and inviting you to be with us again next week at the same time for the further adventures of the great Gildersleeve. This is the National Broadcasting Company. This is an interlude. Do, 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 do. Do, do. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the great Gildersleeve.
Great Gildersleeve is brought to you partially transcribed by the Kraft Foods Company. Kraft, makers of the one and only Miracle Whip salad dressing. We say one and only because there just isn't any other salad dressing like Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip is different, and it tastes different. Miracle Whip tastes so good, it's become the most popular salad dressing ever created. More Miracle Whip is sold than the next 20 leading brands of salad dressing combined. Try it. Make your salads better tasting with the one and only Miracle Whip. Summertime is generally considered to be a romantic time, what with June, the moon, and all. But here it is September, and the great Gildersleeve has made very little progress in his courtship of the attractive Miss Gloria McKinley. Consequently, he's taking quite a ribbing from his little family. Now, Marjorie, I'm not upset because you had a date last night with that oily assistant manager of Hogan Brothers. I know that, Anki. You're just upset because you had dates with him five nights in a row. Well, she has to be diplomatic. After all, Mr. Krauss is her boss. Hey, Unc. Yes, Leroy? Why don't you give her a job in the water department? Make her be diplomatic to you. <laughs> Leroy, I don't have to go to such things to get ahead of Hogan Brothers' assistant manager. I don't understand what she sees in that Krauss anyway. Him and his slick hairdo. He isn't nearly as handsome as I am. Well, is he? Do I have to answer that? <laughs> Just when I want to raise my allowance? <laughs> well, I think Miss McKinley is very easily impressed, Unky. After all, she considers an assistant manager a very important person. Well, let's not forget that I'm city water commissioner. That makes me a pretty important person, too. Oh, let's face it, Unky. You're just a politician. And this year, there are a dime a dozen. <laughs> Even with inflation. Okay, okay. Glory only goes with that fellow because he knows a few prominent people. Well, you know prominent people, Anki. There's Mr. Bullard right across the street. Well, yes. Bullard's the biggest man in town. Been my neighbor for years. Why, George, I'll be glad when good old Bullard gets back from his vacation. Why? He won't even talk to you. <laughs> well, I'll admit we haven't always seen eye to eye. He's never liked you since the time you waited until the wind was right and then burned that old tire. (laughs) Perhaps I shouldn't have done that. Bullard's a good man. A good, important man. Yes, sir, I'll have to cultivate him this winter. (laughs) Never mind, Bertie. I'm right here by the phone. Okay. Hello? What? Who is this? This is Romson Bullard. Oh, oh, Mr. Bullard. Are you home? Gildersleeve, if I were home, would I be phoning you? What does he want, Unc? Be quiet. Uh, what can I do for you, Mr. Bullard? Let me talk to Bertie. Bertie? Well, uh, where are you? I'm on my way back from the Canadian Rockies. Oh? How are the Rockies? Rocky. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, You want to talk to Bertie? I want to ask a favor of her. A favor? Well, you can ask me. I'll do it. I don't want to ask you. 
Yeah, well, think it over. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's nice to talk to you. You've been gone quite a while, haven't you? We've missed you. Gildersleeve, stop gibbering and get off the phone. Well, I'm not gibbering. It just sounds that way. Long distance. Besides, Bertie... Gildersleeve, put Bertie on the phone! What's the matter, Unc? Leroy, why don't you go outside? Uh, somebody come to Bertie? Oh, Bertie, uh, Mr. Bullard wants to talk to you on the phone. He does? Here's Bertie, Mr. Bullard. Anything else I can do for you? Yes. Yeah. Go away. Here, Bertie. Yes, sir. Hello, Mr. Bullard. Bertie, I'll be home at 6 o'clock this evening. I wonder if you'll be kind enough to turn on my refrigerator. Turn on your refrigerator? Is that all he wanted? Tell him I'll do it, Bertie. I have a special hiding place for the key. Yes, sir. It's in the mailbox. In the mailbox. Tell him I'll take care of it, Bertie. Yes, sir. Oh, Unky. Bertie, tell Gildersleeve I heard that and I don't want him in my house. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bertie. Oh, you're welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, I guess I'd better get over to Bullard's and turn on his refrigerator. Key in the mailbox, huh, Bertie? Uh, Mr. Gilsey, Mr. Bullard sort of insisted I do it. Well, he probably thought I was too busy. Uh, I think you should let Bertie do it. What's this, my dear? Well, if he wanted you to do it, he'd have asked you. No, Marjorie, let's not be butting into other people's business. What a character. <laughs> There's no hurry about turning on Bullard's refrigerator. I think I'll drop into Hogan Brothers first and see Glory. Well, it wouldn't hurt to take her out to Bullard's and let her watch me open the house. Right, George, I'll show her who knows important people. I don't see anybody at the complaints department. Good chance to talk to Gloria. Good morning, Gloria. Well, Throckmorton. What are you doing so far away from the water department? Oh, just attending some important business for an important friend of mine. Oh, who? Ever hear of Rumson Bullard? Mr. Bullard? I should say so. He's one of our big accounts. Well, that's the kind of people I know. <laughs> the big account people. Is he really a friend of yours? Called me from Canada this morning. Long distance. He did? At least on his way home from Canada. Look, I even have the key to his house. Oh, I've seen Mr. Bullard's home. It's enormous. Well, it doesn't look so big to me. Of course, I've been over there so often. I drove past it the other night with Mr. Krauss. Oh, him. Well, when you're with me, you don't have to drive past it. How'd you like to go inside? Oh, I'd love to. Well, if you'd care to drive out someplace for lunch with me, we can stop there on the way. I promised Mr. Bullard I'd check, see if everything's all right in the house, turn on the refrigerator. It's a date. Great. I haven't had lunch with a handsome man for some time. You would about that assistant manager. Oh, Throckmorton, Mr. Krause doesn't mean anything to me. Well, Gloria, you go out with him nearly every night. But this is daytime. But Oh, Mr. Mr. Bullard's house. You meet me there? Why don't you go with me? Well, I'm not sure just when I can get off for lunch. Oh, well, see you out there then. Wait a minute. You don't have a car. I'll borrow Mr. Krause's. What? Oh, well, I'll be waiting on the porch. Ta-ta. Bye. Well, what's so wrong with that? She's meeting me on Hogan Brothers' time and Krause's gasoline. 
should be showing up. It's quarter past twelve. Here comes a car. It must be Gloria. Hello, Gelder. Yeah, Judge Hooker. Hello, Judge. Gelder, what are you doing prowling around on Rumson Bullard's front porch? I don't know anyone who has a better right to be here. Guess who called me long distance today? Who? Rumson Bullard. Oh, he wanted me to do him a favor. What, leave town before he gets here? <laughs> Certainly not. He told me where he kept the key to the house and asked me to go in and turn on the refrigerator. Kind of see that everything's all right, that is. Well, have you done it? I'm not ready yet. Oh? What are you standing on the porch swinging Bullard's key for? You want everybody to think you're a friend of his? Judge, you know me better than that. I'm not the kind who goes around trying to impress people... It's your little friend, Miss McKinley. Come in, Gloria. Judge, how about showing off? Oh, I wouldn't leave now for the world. I like to be around fellows who don't try to impress people. <laughs> oh, goat. Judge Hooker. How do you do, Miss McKinley? Judge, are you a friend of Mr. Bullard, too? Well, I happen to be his attorney. Open the door, Gelda, and let's go in. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm just mad about big, beautiful homes like this. Well, I'm a little blasé about it, I guess. Living across the street and all. After you, Gloria. Oh, thanks. Hmm, mothball. Well, Rumson doesn't take chances with his fine tapestries in Persian rugs. Gloria, the tapestries are those rugs on the wall. No, we have them in the store. Nothing like these, of course. You wait until you see Buller's antiques. They're very old. If I were you, Gildy, I'd turn on the refrigerator and get out. You know how fussy Rumson is about his house. Judge, I'm just showing Gloria around. Now, this is the den. Oop, closed closet. <laughs> you need somebody to show you around. <laughs> Judge, why don't you open that door? The one that leads outside. Yeah, I think I will. If you're going to be poking around in here, I want no part of it. Good day, Miss McKinley. Goodbye, Judge. Come on, Gloria. I want to show you the den. All right. Yeah, let's see. There's a big desk in there. Oh, well, that's Bullard's study. My, what a lot of books. Yeah. Let's go in and study. What a gorgeous desk. Yeah, solid mahogany. I can just see you behind the desk like this. Well, why don't I sit behind it? Deep chair. Oh, Throckmorton, you look so low and important. Kinley, pull up a chair and take a letter. How can I refuse? 
You're the boss. Oh, brother, am I making progress. <laughs> I'll even use Mr. Bullard's gold pen. a girl. Assistant manager, turn in your carnation. I'm ready, sir. You're so right. Dear Miss McKinley. Yeah, scratch that out. Just make it. Darling. Throckmorton. <laughs> Have you got that? Hmm. No ink in the pen. Oh? Well, here's a whole bottle full. Royal purple. Yeah, wait till I get the top off. It, it, stuck a little. Yeah. Oh, careful, Throckmorton. No! Oh. Zeke! All over Boyd's rug. Oh, brother. Purple ink! You think Mr. Bullard will care? Care? His Persian rug? I mean, where's my handkerchief? Get a blotter. Oh, it's no use, Throckmorton. No, oh, what a shame. This priceless rug. It's a good thing you know Mr. Bullard so well. You are an old friend of his, aren't you? Yeah, old friend. I'm getting older by the minute. The great Gildersleeve will be back in just a minute. A hostess named Hilda had dinner for eight. She planned and she worked so her meal would be great. It would have been two, but her salad lacked zip. What poor Hilda needed was Miracle Whip. Some poetry, huh? Well, anyway, the idea is a mighty good one. Why let a flat-tasting salad detract from an otherwise perfect meal? Give that salad the bright, sparkling flavor you want it to have. Make it with Miracle Whip salad dressing. Miracle Whip has a wonderful flavor, a lively, teasing flavor, a peppy flavor that's just sharp enough. And it's a flavor you won't find in any other salad dressing. That's because Miracle Whip is made from a secret craft recipe. A recipe that was created to give you the best qualities of good old-fashioned boiled dressing and fine, rich mayonnaise. And Miracle Whip is blended carefully with special beaters to give this salad dressing just the creamy, thick texture and satin smoothness you want. Smooth and delicious, it's no wonder Miracle Whip has become the most popular salad dressing ever created. Actually, Miracle Whip outsells the next 20 leading brands of salad dressing combined. Try it yourself. See how much better tasting your salads can be when you make them with Miracle Whip. Fruit or vegetable, meat or seafood, plain or fancy, they'll be delicious. Tomorrow, get a jar of America's favorite salad dressing, Miracle Whip. Well, all Mr. Bullard did was phone from out of town and ask Bertie to go across the street and turn on his refrigerator. The great Gildersleeve took over from there. Uncle Mort, you mean you spilled a whole bottle of ink on Mr. Bullard's Persian rod? No, Marjorie, it's nothing serious. Bertie will know how to get it out. If you'd let Bertie go over and turn on the refrigerator in the first place, it wouldn't have happened. Well, I wanted to do Mr. Bullard a favor. I want us to be good friends. Well, you're making a fine start. No, my dear, I'm afraid I haven't time to discuss it anymore. The ink's drying. Bertie! In the kitchen! I don't have to tell Bertie where the ink spot is. I'll just find out how to remove it. Bertie? Yes, sir? How do you go about removing an ink spot? An ink spot? Well, you might say a good-sized ink stain. 
the size a whole bottle would make. Oh, if it's that bad, I'd go down to Mr. Peavy's and get some ink removal. Well, I haven't much time, Bertie. You must have some home remedies for taking out ink spots. Well, they say one way to remove ink spots is to soak them in milk. Milk? Of course, I haven't tried it, but I hear it works. But, Bertie, even if the ink comes out, won't the milk leave a stain? Yes, sir. But if you want to get the milk stains out, you use coffee. Coffee? Of course, I haven't tried it, but I hear it works. Well, I know darn well coffee leaves a stain. I spill it in my tie all the time. Well, there's ways of getting out coffee. Oh? If you want to remove coffee stains, you brush them with glycerine. Oh, my goodness. Of course, I haven't tried it, but I hear it works. <laughs> Bertie, wouldn't glycerin leave a greasy spot? Well, if you want to chase a grease spot, you just sprinkle on some talcum powder. Talcum powder? You sprinkle it on, rub it in, and take it up with a vacuum cleaner. But, Bertie... Of course, I haven't tried it, but I hear it works. <laughs> yes, yes. Bertie, I'm in a hurry. Yes, sir. You want me to get you the milk, the coffee, the glycerine, the talcum powder, and the vacuum cleaner? No, thanks. I'll go down to Peavy's. Hello, Peavy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve. What can I do for you this afternoon? Peavy, what'll remove ink spots? Built your mink, did you? <laughs> what do you think? You think you spilled your mink? <laughs> oh, brother. Peavy, how do I get it out? Uh, well, where are the ink spots, Mr. Gildersleeve? I haven't time to go into that. I have to get the spots out before Bullard comes home today. What's Mr. Bullard got to do with it? The ink is on his rug. Hurry up, Petey. Well, what's your ink doing on his rug? <laughs> it's not my ink, it's his ink. I went over to Bullard's to turn on his refrigerator, and I spilled it on his Persian rug. My, my, does Mr. Bullard have a Persian rug under his refrigerator? <laughs> No, Peavy, this happened in his library. He keeps a refrigerator in the library? <laughs> no. I was in his library with Miss McKinley. Oh, you two were raiding the refrigerator. <laughs> we were not. Now, how about selling me some ink remover? Well, I'd like to, Mr. Gildersleeve, but it just happens that I've sold the last bottle. Why didn't you tell me that when I came in? You didn't ask me. <laughs> You just asked me what would take out the spots. You didn't ask me if I had any. Peavy. But since I don't have any, I'll tell you what will take them out. Oh, what? Milk. Zeke. Of course. (laughs) I haven't tried it, but I hear it works. (laughs) I'm right back where I started. Well, whatever I do, I have to work fast. See you later, Peavy. Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes? If you don't mind my asking, just what was Miss McKinley doing at Mr. Bullard's house? She came in to help me turn on the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, Pete. Besides, you have no right to meddle in my affairs. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) No, I wouldn't say that.
Bullard, but I'm working against the deadline. Bullard's train comes in at 6 o'clock. He'll be walking in that front door at 5 after. How much could he sue you for if you don't take out this spot? Leroy, let's not speculate. Get busy. Okay. You pour the bottle of milk on the spot, and I'll scrub with this brush. Just hope the milk doesn't leave a stain, that's all. It's a brown rug, Unc. Maybe we should use chocolate milk. <laughs> Leroy. Sure. I'll run down to Mr. Peavy's and get three. One for you, one for me, and one for the rug. Young man, pour the milk. Okay. You know, I've got a feeling this ain't going to work. Well, I'll scrub a little and see. More milk, Leroy. Okay, it's your funeral. Yeah, I'll give it a good scrub. Uh-oh. The brush doesn't absorb enough. Hand me one of Mr. Bullard's towels. Sure. Yeah, they'll do the drink. Yeah, look, Leroy. It's coming out of the rug. The towel's turning purple. I'll say. You hand me some more towels. Here you are. <laughs> By George, is working like a child. Yeah. Well, how are you going to get the ink out of Mr. Bullard's towels? Hmm? <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Can I go now, Unc? You cannot. You're in this as deep as I am. your eye on Mr. Bullard's washing machine while I tidy up things. Well, gosh, I didn't mind helping you clean the rug, but doing Mr. Bullard's laundry, this is beneath me. <laughs> Leroy, I have to get the ink out of the towel. Yeah, get the ink out of the towels or get the heck out of town. <laughs> Uh-oh. Wonder who's at the front door. Gosh, maybe it's Mr. Bullard home early. Leroy, that's a morbid thought. You mind if I slip out the back way? You stick right here in the service porch. Okay, God. I'll go see who it is. before dark. I happen to run across a stray bottle of ink remover. Well, thanks, Phoebe, but everything's been taken care of. I'm using the washing machine. You got the rug in the washing machine? <laughs> well, towels, Phoebe. Well, how did towels get into this? It's a long story, Phoebe. Let's forget it. Okay, well. My, this is a big house. We're nearly there, Phoebe. Hi, Phoebe! Yeah, hello, Leroy. How are you doing, Leroy? How do I know? Well, looking through the glass in the washing machine, I'd say I need a little more soap. I think I'll open the door and dump some in. Are you supposed to open the door with the machine running? Why not? Oh! Watch your 
found it. I dropped the soapbox in the machine. Oh, I'm trying to. There. There. Hey, the sun's pouring out the top. Ah, looks like old faithful. <laughs> Running all over the floor. Mr. Bullard isn't going to like this. Why, he's Leroy man the mop. Okay. We have to keep it out of the kitchen. You'll flood the house. Phoebe, wait over and close the door. No, thank you. I'm not taking my bath till Saturday night. <laughs> That Mr. Gillsleeve, he must have had a merry time over there this afternoon. It serves him right, Bertie. He should have let you go over and turn on Mr. Buller's refrigerator. I wonder why he don't want Mr. Gillsleeve in his house. Oh, he's just allergic to Unky. Boy, am I bushed. Well, personally, I feel better now that I'm in some dry clothes. Did you get the ink out of Mr. Bullard's rug? Oh, that was nothing. We had to wash his towels, mop the soap suds off the floor, and scrub them off the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> off the ceiling? Well, I guess I did use a dash too much soap. But by George, I got everything slicked up and neat as a pin. Bullard will never know anything happened. <laughs> you got through just in time. Mr. Bullard's over there now. Say, come to think of it, he doesn't even know I did a little favor for him. I better go over and tell him. Why don't you play it smart, Uncle, and stay on your own side of the street? Leroy, if Mr. Bullard and I are going to be friends, he should know when I do him a favor. You won't have to go over, Uncle. Here he comes across the street. Well, great. I'll open the door for it. Hello, Mr. Bullard. Welcome home. Hello, Gildersleeve. I was just about to come over and tell you that I personally took care of things at your house today. Oh? I didn't think it was Birdie. Oh? Something wrong, Mr. Bullard? Yes. Well, I was sure I got all the ink out of your rug. Ink on my Persian rug? <laughs> Naturally, we got a little on your towels, but we washed them all out. You washed my towels? In... When the washing machine overflowed, we didn't let it go beyond the butler's pantry. Well, this is news. You mean you didn't know? No. No, I didn't. Well, then, Mr. Bullard, what are you angry about? Gildersleeve, you forgot to turn on my refrigerator! Great Gildersleeve will be with us again in just 30 seconds. A tempting fancy salad main dish deserves something special in the way of a bread or cracker accompaniment. So try hot cheese-filled rolls, corn sticks, or oven-toasted crackers. That good-looking salad deserves something special in the way of dressing, too. So use Miracle Whip salad dressing. Miracle Whip is so delicious, it makes any salad, elegant or plain, taste better than ever. Try it. See what the lively, teasing flavor of Miracle Whip can do for your salad favorites. See why millions prefer Miracle Whip. Unc, what's the idea of sitting out here on the front steps? Oh, just waiting to hear from Mr. Bullard. Waiting to hear from him? He said he was going back home and take a shower. That's right. Well, he was sore. He said if you ever set foot on his property again, he'd call the cops. Yes, I know. Well, what are you waiting for? I don't get it. You will, my boy. How do you know you're going to hear from him? 
You wait. When you do hear from him, what are you going to hear? You'll see. Well, when you hear what you're going to hear, what are you going to do? You watch. <laughs> hey, here he is at the window. You were right, huh? You bet. Hello, Mr. Bullard. Gildersleeve, I'm soaking wet. Get me a dry towel. What's the matter, Mr. Bullard? No dry towel? You know there are. You washed them all, you big lover. Well, too bad I can't come on your property, Mr. Bullard. Gildersleeve, I'm freezing. Bring me a towel. All right, I will. First thing tomorrow morning. Right, George, it's good to have old Bullard back. <laughs> the Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by John Elliott and Andy White and is partially transcribed. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Marvin Miller, Gloria Blondell, Earl Ross, and Dick LeGrand. Musical compositions by Jack Meekin. This is John Houston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. I hope everyone is enjoying their Memorial Day, and I hope you enjoyed our special holiday broadcast featuring two episodes of the Great Gildersleeve. If you haven't done so, and you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And be sure to tune in this Friday for another classic comedy radio show. Thanks for listening. I'm Greg Fordyce. And remember... The White House Reception Committee greeted the prime rib roast minister, and I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. (coughs) I like a do the cha-cha.